A storybook debut for Matt Boldy in his hometown. A bounce-back performance for Capo Kakinen. Another goal for Kirill Kaprizov, all overshadowed by some injury news. We recap everything there is to talk about with the Boston Bruins win today on Locked on Wild. You're Locked on Wild. Your daily podcast on the Minnesota Wild. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome to another episode of Locked On Wild, your daily Minnesota Wild podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Thank you for making Locked On Wild your first listen every day. And just as a reminder, Locked On Wild is free. And Lockdown Wild is available anytime you want to listen, anywhere you want to listen. On today's episode of Lockdown Wild, we recap the Wilds' 3-2 win over the Boston Bruins to snap a five-game losing streak. We talk about Matt Boldy's debut in his hometown in front of his family. We talk about a bounce-back performance for Capo Kakinen with Cam Talbot injured. We talk about the return of Jared uh, Jonas Brodeen. And we talk about Kirill Kaprizov's goal to give him uh, a goal in four consecutive games and the fact that Kaprizov left injured thanks to a hit by a member of the Boston Bruins. We talk about all of that and the implications going forward for the Wild here in today's episode. My name is Seth Topal, host of Lockdown Wild, veteran Minnesota sports content producer, and uh, happy to have you at the helm for uh, another episode of Lockdown Wild, a Friday edition of the show. This may not be our only episode that hits the airwaves here today. As uh, as much as I'd like to start the show talking about Matt Boldy's debut and why he should find his way into the Wild lineup the rest of the year, as much as I'd like to talk about Capo Kakinen stepping up with Cam Talbot out to quiet concerns about the goalie position. As much as I'd like to talk about the Jonas Brodeen effect in full force with him back at the lineup, as much as I would like to talk about any of that and yet another great goal by Kirill Kaprizov, we instead start by talking about a player on the other team, that being Mr. Trent Frederick, a player who owns a career mark of six goals in 80 career games, a player who erupted a Twitter firestorm as Wild fans reacted to the hit that sent Kirill Kaprizov off the ice and has Wild fans waiting and preparing for the worst. A hit that had no place to happen during the game. So instead of all the good stuff that I wanted to start today's episode by talking about, we got to start with... Trent Frederick, and a hit that was deemed just good physical hockey by the ESPN broadcast that carried the game, a hit that instead of Frederick maybe looking to see, oh, I I hope I didn't didn't injure Kirill Kaprizov, a hit that had Frederick trying to pick a fight with any member of the Wild he could find as soon as it was levied. A hit that had a sole purpose 
in the game. One sole purpose, to try to take the Wild's biggest playmaker off the ice. So that's where we start. And make no bones about it. Dean Evason called it a predatory hit after the game. Matt Zuccarello opted not to comment and said that people can see for themselves a hit that has Wild fans all over the globe upset, frustrated, trying to rationalize why it took place. That's where we start today's episode of Lockdown Wild. And I encourage you, if you have not, go find it because I'm not going to attempt to justify what happened. It was pretty obvious that it was not just a bang, bang hockey play. And if you want to go ahead and uh, and just say, well, that's just a heads-up play by Frederick, just a physical, just aggressive hockey play for uh, for Trent Frederick, miss me with that. Miss me with the talk of it being a play that just gets thrown into the mix of that's just hockey. Those are the kinds of hits that leave players paralyzed. Those are the kinds of hits that take the best players on the opposing team or whichever player they're directed at at the opposing team and take them off the ice for long stretches of time. Those types of hits are meant to try to gain an advantage you may not have. That's all it was. That's all it was from Trent Frederick and the Boston Bruins. It was an attempt to try to even the playing field a little bit, despite the fact that the Minnesota Wild are without Jewel Erickson Eck. They were without Jared Spurgeon. They were without Cam Talbot. They were without Jordan Greenway. They were without Brandon Duhame. I don't want to hear about how the poor Boston Bruins are shorthanded. How can they possibly try to keep up with the Minnesota Wild having to deal with such insurmountable odds? How can they possibly put up as good of a fight as they would full strength being down players? I don't want to hear it because the Wild are as shorthanded as anybody in the league right now. Wild still won the game. The Wild managed to play without their best player for the entire third period and still won the game because of Matt Boldy's debut, because of Capo Kakinen having a great start stepping in in the spot that is arguably has uh, Wild fans the most nervous over the last two weeks. The Minnesota Wilds won because they're a team because they don't need to have the Trav- the Trent Fredericks of the world try to take out the best player on the opposing team. Wilder's are just going to beat you as a team. And so maybe we don't need to look any further than the fact that a shorthanded Wild team beat a frustrated Bruins team on their own ice without their best player on the ice at the end. Maybe that's the takeaway. And maybe we flip it from being super frustrated about what happens, at least until the injury news comes out. 
maybe it's just a sign that the Wilds are able to uh, to overcome those types of odds and win hockey games. So take what you will from the hit. Don't bother arguing arguing about it with me because I've got my mind made up. And uh, I think that's as much as we're going to say about uh, dirty hockey. So we will dive into some of the bright spots of last night's game because we've got to talk about Matt Boldy's debut. Uh, we'll discuss that plus more next here on Locked on Wild. It is the new year, which means New Year's resolutions are all over the place. I'm sure you have plenty yourself, and if yours include getting fit or eating healthier, make sure that your New Year's resolution includes Built Bar. Built Bar is the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar, maybe even better than a candy bar. That's because Built Bars contain 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 net carbs, and 17 grams of protein. They're covered in 100% real chocolate, and if you compare that to your favorite candy bar, which usually carries 240 calories, 30 grams of sugar, and dozens of net carbs, you are coming out ahead with the same taste. And here's an idea. If you've got your favorite snacks stashed away in easy-to-find places, go to those secret treat stashes, whether it be at home, the pantry, the office, the car, wherever it may be, Throw out those sugary, calorie-filled treats and replace them with delicious Built Bars. So when you're craving a snack or a treat, you can reach for something that's healthy and tastes incredible. So head to Built.com, use the promo code LOCKED15, and you'll get 15% off of your order. Again, use the promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. Continuing today's episode of Locked on Wilds, and again, thank you for making Locked on Wild your first listen every day. Locked on Wild is available wherever you listen to podcasts, whenever you listen to podcasts. Continuing to recap the Wild's 3-2 win over the Boston Bruins from last night. As uh, I mentioned at the top of the show, if we do get any definitive word on Kirill Kaprizov's injury news, we will uh, be having an emergency episode uh, that will probably be released later today. Uh, looking at the uh, implications and the potential options for the Wild to uh, fill that roster spot. Hopefully it's nothing too serious, but as uh, Dean Evanson said after the game, it's not looking good. So Wild are just going to have uh, to weather that storm as well. They've weathered plenty so far, and uh, yet they found a way to beat the Bruins uh, here last night, largely in part to Matt Boldy's NHL debut. And for Boldy, of course, in his NHL debut, his first NHL goal in front of his family, his friends, right in his backyard. And we talked about this in leading up to this game, that we shouldn't look too far into the fact that uh, what if... Matt Boldy and Marco Rossi come up and they don't look the part right away. Well, I know it's only one game, but I think it's pretty safe to say that uh, that both guys um, certainly look the part. Now, obviously, Boldy had the more attention-grabbing debut with the goal, but... Marco Rossi didn't play too bad either. He uh, he drew a penalty almost immediately into the game. 
um, in his first shift on the ice. He saw some uh, he saw some extended shifts on the ice. All in all, finished. I think he finished with right around um, sixteen minutes of ice time, which for a guy making his debut was uh, was not too shabby. But um, Rossi did play um, in. Six, uh, 16 minutes, 19 seconds. Boldy had 13 minutes of ice time. Uh, both guys played a ton on the power play, which was, I think, the big focal point for them um, being brought up to try to help this team out. Yes, I know you look at the box score, two for eight on the power play. Not super good, but there's a lot going on in this game. I mean, Trent Frederick trying to fight everybody on the roster. So there were a lot of power play opportunities for the Wild. I will say, even though uh, even though they didn't score in later power plays, the power play still looked better with uh, with guys like Matt Boldy on the ice. Just uh, just so such good um, handling of the puck, and you know you see in the uh, the first power play, uh, Boldy with that backhand pass. Uh, to try to set up a goal. It didn't end up being a goal, but those are just the kinds of plays that uh, that players with that level of confidence that the Wild have been desperately seeking um, for the uh, the extra attacker. That's the kind of stuff that Boldy brings to the lineup. And so, you know, he uh, he did that. He had the, uh, the great goal. I think as these injuries mount for the Wild, I think it's pretty evident that Matt Boldy figures into the plans and will be on this team uh, the rest of the season. So I, I just, it could not have been a better debut for Matt Boldy. The only way it would have been better is if Trent Frederick hadn't cheap-shotted Kirill Kaprizov into the boards. I'm not bitter about it, but uh, outside of that, Boldy, I think, gave confidence that his game will play and will translate um, at the NHL level to where he can stay with the team for an extended period and help them uh, weather these injuries, such as Jordan Greenway being out, Brandon Duhame being out, and now Kirill Kaprizov being out. Boldy is a guy that can stick and can play at this level and, uh, and can help this team tremendously. Now, for Marco Rossi, a little more quiet of a debut but uh, but still a good one for him. I thought he he skated solid. He did have a couple of moments where um, you know he may want he may want to to re look at those and and um, you know that's that's just that's just the life of a rookie in the NHL is that you're gonna have good moments. You're gonna have some not so good. But uh, I think for Rossi, the big thing was that he you know he got out there on the ice and he. Uh, he showed that he's capable of playing at this level. So, great debut for Boldy. Good debut for Rossi. But all in all, I think we're going to see a lot of those two guys here over the uh, the coming weeks and months. So, it's uh, it was certainly an expire, inspiring debut for both. And um, can't wait to see the encore on Saturday against the Washington Capitals. Now... There were two players who I think had a bigger impact on the game than uh, than even Matt Boldy and Marco Rossi, Jonas Brodeen, 
and Capo Kakinen. So we'll uh, we'll finish by talking about those two's return to the lineup as we continue to recap the Wilds' three to two win over the Boston Bruins. More on the way. You're unlocked on Wild. BetOnline.ag would like to wish you a happy new betting year as we continue our march to the playoffs and beyond. BetOnline.ag remains the number one spot for all the best sports wagering action in 2022. New year and a new updated desktop and mobile website for you to sign up and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Make sure to use the promo code LOCKEDON to get things started. They've got everything from football, basketball, hockey, boxing, and UFC all the way down to your favorite Vegas casino games. So don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2022 season. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to wager on all of your favorite sports. BetOnline.ag, where the game starts. Final segment of today's episode of Locked on Wild. And again, thank you for making Locked on Wild your first listen every day. Continuing to recap the Wilds' 3-2 win over the Boston Bruins to get the Wild to the 20-win mark. And uh, for the Wild now in fourth, tied for third in the Central Division, but uh, the Wild with a couple games in hand of both the Nashville Predators and the St. Louis Blues. So uh, still plenty of time for the Wild to hop back up towards the top of the standings. But uh, the third team in the Central Division to hit the 20-win plateau and the fourth team in the Western Conference to do so. So uh, it's been a, uh, a nice season for the Wild, starting to get back on track after a little bit of a skid when the uh, schedule started to go kittywampus due to COVID-19. So I mentioned Boldy and Rossi's debuts were good. Boldy's debut was great. Rossi's debut was good. But I think we saw the impact of two other players back into the lineup that, uh, that really played a pivotal role in the win. That, of course, Jonas Brodeen and Capo Kakinen sliding back in uh, to fill in for the injured Cam Talbot. So for Brodeen, he went back to doing right what he normally does as um, got 20-plus minutes on the ice, he had what was initially credited as a goal to him on the power play, the second goal for the Minnesota Wild. It was later changed to Nico Sturm on a deflection and uh, nonetheless just an absolute rip from the top of the zone, which is something that Brodine has really perfected and honed in um, in his overall game. But we saw just a lot of the defensive things that don't show up in the box score. Just helping everybody not be playing as out of position. You know, the guys like the John Merrills, the Dmitry Kulikovs. You get Brodine back at the top of that lineup, and everybody is able to just kind of take a breath and relax and uh, and take a step down the ladder back to more of their natural spots. And um, we, we talked about it with Zach earlier in the week just the things that Brodeen brings to the, the lineup, uh, being able to uh, to thwart odd man rushes by himself. The uh, the poke check, poking the puck away from uh, from offensive players before they can get a shot ready. 
just all those instinctual things that we we take for granted every night that Brodeen's in the lineup. It was all back on display. It was as if Brodeen hadn't missed a beat. And so not only is that a, uh, a huge help to the defense, but it's a huge help to the goaltending too. And Capo Kakinen did a great job stepping in and uh, and helping quiet what is actually you know a sneaky good Boston team and a team that had been playing really good coming into the game. I mean the uh, the Bruins. If you look at what they've done over the last ten games, they were uh, five two and two over their last uh, nine games, and you know they were a team that is certainly capable of scoring. They've got great weapons. And they just they ran into a buzzsaw tonight in Capo in one of his better performances of the season. Uh, able to come away with 36 saves on 38 shots. And after the performances we've seen from Cam Talbot the last uh, couple of weeks, granted, as ESPN failed to mention during the game, that, that was the other thing that was kind of a gripe of mine too, is that you know, you're coming into the game and... ESPN leads off with the fact that the Wild got embarrassed by the St. Louis Blues uh, in the Winter Classic. And yes, I know, second period was not great, but the Wild did come back in the third. And I don't know, six to four is not super embarrassing. You throw out that second period and the Wild played the Blues. Um, they, they played them pretty hard. So led off with that the Wild got embarrassed in the Winter Classic. Mentioned that the Wild are dealing with some minor injuries. So we're calling Jared Spurgeon, Jewel Eriksson-Eck, Brandon Duhame, Jordan Greenway, Cam Talbot, minor injuries. Okay. Okay. And said that the Wild's schedule has been slightly thrown into flux with uh, a couple of COVID postponements. So, by couple, you mean the fact that the Wild, heading into last night's game, had played twice in the last 17 games. Uh, The Wild have had, in fact, it will be with Monday's game and Wednesday's game, which have already been postponed, it'll be seven games postponed since December 12th. So... All of that factored in. You're telling me that the Wilds are a team that just needs to get back on track. They they need to start playing better uh, or they're going to find themselves on the outside of the playoffs. And we're just going to call those excuses, I guess. Some fairly tough odds for a team to overcome, and yet the Wilds got the win. Um, it, it's... I don't know. It's one of those things. Uh, obviously, with the uh, the last couple of performances for the uh, the Wild goalies, Cam Talbot in particular, the seven to four loss to Dallas, the six to four loss to St. Louis. Um, Capo's start was a breath of fresh air, and I think not only did we see him get some confidence from getting back into the lineup, but I think we also saw having Jonas Brodeen back just helps the goalies out in a way that is not something you can necessarily quantify. I mean, I know there are some of those next-level stats 
that would paint the picture adequately enough. But you're just talking about one of the best defensemen in the game. Being back in front of your goalies and even just having him there is, I think, a confidence boost for these guys, knowing that Brodeen's going to be able to bail them out um, in a couple of instances where they maybe would have had to try to make saves themselves. So I, I thought if we rank it in terms of order, I think Jonas Brodeen had the biggest impact on the game. Then we'll probably go Matt Boldy, Capo Kakinen, and I, I want to give a shout-out to, uh, to two other guys too, Matt Zuccarello and Ryan Hartman because uh, both played just really, really solid games um, last night. Hartman nearly came away with the goal, and uh, Zuccarello setting up Kaprizov on the just gorgeous pass to, uh, to give him his goal. Uh, Zuccarello was a man possessed on the, on the power play. So just see a lot of individual performances kind of coming together to lead the Wild to this win. Um, that snaps the skid. But as we talked about in the open, it's all kind of overshadowed by whatever the injury news is that uh, I'm sure will be coming later today, hopefully will be coming later today, uh, to Kirill Kaprizov. So a fun win despite the hit and uh, a fun moment for Matt Boldy, an amazingly fun moment for Matt Boldy. Uh, so uh, congratulations to him on uh, his first NHL goal coming right in his backyard. Uh, but we're going to have to just kind of wait and see what this Kirill news is, and we'll move on from there, which is why you'll probably be getting a bonus episode later today in which we'll dive a little further into the Kirill Kaprizov injury news. We'll also discuss some of the options for the Wild. Who could they call up? What are the line combinations going to look like? So if that Kirill Kaprizov injury news hits, if you see it on Twitter or Facebook or anywhere else, um, you're going to want to uh, head to Lockdown Wild for our bonus emergency episode that will be recapping all that news later today. But uh, until then, now that your first listen of the day is done, make sure to head to the Locked on Bets podcast, your one-stop shop for all of your gambling needs. Locked on Bets is hosted by your boy Q with expert analysis and insight from Lee Sterling. Locked on Bets is free and available on all podcast platforms just like Locked on Wild. We are available anywhere you listen to podcasts. We are available anytime you want to listen to podcasts. So make sure to follow us on your favorite podcast platforms. Follow us on your favorite social media platforms as well. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. We're keeping you as up-to-date as possible on Minnesota Wild Hockey. So if a puck drops in the state of hockey, Lockdown Wild will have you covered with new episodes every Monday through Friday as part of the Lockdown Podcast Network.